The more a woman in your sister circle operates from feminine energy, the more you see that, are inspired by it, and want to emulate it. It's so graceful, it's so beautiful, it's so inspiring, but it also teaches you things about the feminine and things about yourself. So your first experience of sister circles might lead to jealousy, might lead to competition. Now all those are emotions and they're fine you know jealousy is an emotion it's it's normal for you to feel jealousy but competition is a masculine trait divine feminine is supportive divine feminine takes what you give her and multiplies it yeah that is our power and i really want to be one of those women that inspires women into sisterhood i want to be the reason they believe in sisterhood again i i ultimately want that i want that for all the women because it's just so magical to have hey aman how are you I'm really well, Grima. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Honestly, it's so nice to see your face again. You're stunning. I remember telling you as well when we met at Remus's masculine and feminine like divine union event. I absolutely love your energy and aura. You have such a beautiful sisterly warm energy and you can see how powerful you are and how much you love women empowerment and you're really intelligent as well. And I remember saying that when I met you. Thank you. <laughs> I honestly love your energy too. Like just the vibe, the bubbly openness, the open-mindedness. I think that's really important when you kind of like are on a journey of um, healing, self-love, self-empowerment, like that open-mindedness. Just that openness and that willingness to learn from everybody and to just connect with people because, you know, we actually learn from being with other people and then we take that wisdom from other people and we internalize it and we think how can we do something with that mm. and that's what's beautiful and it helps you along your journey but i absolutely mm. love connecting with other women so i'm really excited literally i love women so much and i remember we were connecting because you're a gemini as one i love gemini's yeah, gemini's are, i think highly misunderstood yeah people don't like that i love them i think they're great i think they're great but <laughs> I have a lot of Gemini in my chart, so I'm very Do excited. you? Well, I mean, my rising is Gemini. I've got a Sun Gemini, Moon Gemini, my Mercury's in Gemini, my Chiron's in Gemini. Oh, so wow. Gemini all over the chart. <laughs> and then your rising? Is Sagittarius. So my Sagittarius. Yeah. I see. Because yeah, my Moon's the Pisces and then my Gemini's rising. A Pisces Moon is yeah. very interesting because that's very deep. So, yeah, you must get, like, really quite quite in touch with your feelings quite emotional mm -hmm. like i think every emotion is heightened if i'm happy i'm like ecstatic if i'm sad i'm already depressed so that's why i think meditations really helped me as well because it's kind of helped bring all my emotions together and have a little bit more clarity yeah. i don't really show you that too much but i think yeah i think i think feeling is a wonderful thing that people don't mm necessarily understand but having deep emotions being able to feel things deeply is a really beautiful thing because i genuinely believe that part of the best part of having this human experience is the ability and the capacity to feel things it's what yeah. makes us different to you know the other species on earth and part of the human experience is to have all these different emotions and these different feelings and to experience the full range of the spectrum and so it's like, why would you want to deny yourself any of that? Yeah. So if I've been put on earth to feel all these different things, why would I want to shy away from all the different feelings? Some of them might be uncomfortable, but you still want to have that experience because then the contrast of that experience is what gives you the ability to understand what I want, what I don't want. True. So if I'm feeling sad, then I have that experience and I can feel it. 
and then I can heal it and move through it. But then I understand what that looks like. And then I'm like, okay, I know what that looks like. And I know what I want instead. So the contrast Mm. ends up being this beautiful lesson for you anyway. So never shy away from feeling all of the feelings because there is something so powerful in feeling. No, that's powerful because I think sometimes I get a little bit annoyed at myself in a way. In a way, if you look at it on a good way, it kind of helps me deal with those emotions there and then rather than building up and it exploding one day. Does that make sense? So I think that's quite a healthy thing. I think you're right. I mean, I used journaling a lot. When I was younger, I used to journal a lot because I had so many emotions and I would feel so many different things. But I never wanted to own those emotions. I wanted to explore them, but not take them on and not own them and not have them as mine and not hold them. So Mm -hmm. I just wanted to feel them and let them go. But I was never really good at that. But journaling is what helped me through that. Because yeah, right. As soon as I put the words on the paper, they weren't me anymore. I didn't have to identify with them. I see. And then there was this separation that I was creating physically, but also energetically between my emotions and me, like the soul me, the, 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 you know, the divine essence me. And if I can separate that, my emotions from the essence of me that I know is different to whatever I'm feeling or whatever I'm going through, then I can maintain that core and be like, okay, well, this is the divine essence, God, goddess within me. And these is just something that I'm experiencing. I am not these things. I'm just experiencing these things. And that for me was something that was really powerful that that sort of like flipped a a perspective switch and shift for me. And then I was able to just feel things but not hold on to them in the same way. So you're not your feelings is basically what you're saying. It's just an experience. That's such a nice way of seeing it. Absolutely. Because because you aren't. Because you're feeling your feelings are transient right you feel something and then it goes away and then it comes again in a different form and then it goes away so your feelings your emotions are linked to sensations that you experience within the body and those sensations the nature of them is transient so they're impermanent they come and they go they come and they go but the essence of who you are the divine being soul within you that is just housed in this beautiful vessel that is the human form that remains that is infinite and it is non-changing. That is a, a sort of like um, stable, you know, energy, if you like. It's not changing. And so why would you want to attach yourself to something that is so transient? And mm. why would you want to make yourself be something that is so transient? You want to honor the divine being within and then and stay in that, in that stableness and stay in that groundedness. Mm. And you want to ground yourself in the divine being that you are instead of constantly going up and down and coming out of balance because you're constantly attaching to emotions that are just so transient in nature. That is so powerful. <laughs> I, I could hear you talk for like years. Like you're so engaging and so intelligent, my God. But I want to kind of, I'll quickly introduce like, you know, what you do because I think your job is so cool. Like I remember when you were telling me about it, I'd never heard of, you know, being a womb massager and things like that before. I think it's so interesting. So overall, you're an energy healer. You're a women's circle facilitator. And I think the main two things that you do is that you are a women fertility massager, like it said, like a massage pr- practitioner. And then you are a trainee somatic educator for women so before we kind of talk about you know those kind of things what they sort of entail how you got into them I want to ask you first especially because I was looking on your website as well you know you're into crystals and spirituality things like that where did your journey with spirituality start um so I quite it's really interesting um I had a relationship that was unhealthy 
and out of that unhealthy relationship it ended and I was left in a place where I I just felt so low um, and I didn't really know where to move from there and then a lot of reflection work happened straight after that relationship because I didn't know how to deal with the emotions that I was feeling and part of that reflection work was this book by Louise Hay and it was called You Can Change Your Life and I was like wow I need a bit of that right now <laughs> and that book helped me explore my emotions and helped me understand that what I had experienced in that relationship I had to take responsibility for and I had to recognize that a lot of it was a lack of self-worth, a lack of self-confidence, a lack of self-love. There was no boundaries so that when I was being treated badly, I just stayed and I didn't recognize that actually I'm worth more than this. I'm worth more than this experience that I'm having, but I'm creating it for myself because I'm allowing it to continue. So a lot of work happened after that and as the universe is so magical and so aligned the minute that you decide that you want to better yourself and that you want to come into a what well, the way i see it is coming back into alignment with the expression of the divine within you so we each are this is what i believe anyway we each are an expression of divinity of god source universe however you identify but we are different expressions and I wanted to come back into alignment because it never went anywhere. I just forgot. It, was, it wasn't that it, I had to find it somewhere. It was always in existence. I just had to remember how to tap into it. So then for the next six years, I went on a journey of just self-discovery or rediscovery. And I met people along the way that really supported me in that journey. So people came into my life to teach me about um, balance, harmony, universe. And to teach me about crystals, to teach me about so many different things that I would later take and sort of research or go off on my own journey and do my own work. And then I connected with different people and different courses and it kind of just all built up. So it was like a declaration and an intention of wanting to do better mm. and really feeling that in my heart. Like I know I am capable of so much more. And then the universe just placed people and things on my path. And because I wanted it so bad, I listened. So it's one thing for the universe, God's source, to, to put things on your path. It's another thing for you to step out and say, yes, claiming, yes, claiming. I'm going to do something with that. And so a lot of it is this, not just the intention, the declaration to source God universe and saying, yes, I want more. Can you please support that? But also you supporting yourself and taking that accountability and saying, well, this is an opportunity. How am I going to use it? So, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a journey. So it kind of started, you know, from an unhealthy relationship and mm. trying to mend myself from that. But also this beautiful journey happened. So, you know, I'm almost really grateful for that experience. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> no, that's stunning. That's beautiful. Honestly, I was talking to my friends about this the other week and I was also in quite an unhealthy relationship. And I think that also taught me to take accountability. You know, you didn't have that self-worth. You didn't have that self-respect, whatever it was. Like, I think it's more important to look at yourself rather than the other person. Because there's always going to be, you know, people who are for you, people who aren't for you. I don't want to say bad and good people, but do you know what I mean? So I think it's all about taking accountability because as much as at the start, I used to blame him quite a lot. I actually sat back and I thought, wait a second, like 
think about some of your girls around you they wouldn't have put up with that they would never even end up in that sort of situation why is that so you have to learn you know take the good thing from other from other people take accountability and yeah work on yourself and I think self-worth is so important and self-love is so much deeper than just accepting how you look on the outside it's so much deeper than that which I had no idea about until a year or two ago yeah, and this is something I stress so much when I do self-love work mm. with clients or in my circles. I, I stress that self-love isn't just as easy as taking a bubble bath or, you know, putting on some makeup or taking yourself out on a date. Like, self-love is deep, deep work yeah. about uprooting some stories or some narratives that you've held onto for years and years and years and trying to rewrite them, but rewrite them in a way that's sustainable. And, and then taking the aligned action that comes with that you know a lot of people say I want this and I want to do this but there's no follow-up action like you can't just want to heal something just and mm. it heals just because you say it like there has to be some corresponding aligned action but I love that you don't label people good or bad because you know there's no value in that there's no mm. value in blaming somebody there's no value in labeling people good or bad but there is value in taking accountability there is value in taking a look at oneself and saying how can i do better you know what can i learn from this situation mm. there is so much value in that so i'd rather give energy to that than sit there blaming the outside world and blaming other people and labeling people good or bad there are people who are not on the same frequency as you and that's yeah. okay but you know it's not a good or bad situation. There's no value in that, in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. I think also with um, the whole labelling people thing, sometimes people get into a relationship because, you know, they've got great chemistry or they might have similar hobbies. But I think what breaks down a relationship sometimes is not getting together on the same values. So you might, you know, you might like the same kind of movies and that's great. But in the long run, you might have different values. And that's why sometimes there can be a buildup of resentment towards the other person, which is why, which is what makes people do bad things or put up with bad things or, you know, harm other people or whatever. So I think it's really important. I think I said this at the event as well, is to make sure you're choosing your partner based on the same values and morals than hobbies and chemistry you can have chemistry with anybody but with values and morals that's what's going to stick in the long run absolutely absolutely um you know i since i've been on this healing journey my partners um have been all based on alignment of values but also mm. now um alignment of purpose because right so it's great to have an alignment of values and to understand what each other's values are because, you know, ultimately you make decisions and choices based on your own values. Yeah. And so if there isn't an alignment of values, then you can find yourself making decisions that are not together and not as a unit, not in harmony. And then the alignment of purpose for me is really important too because if I have a mission on earth and I understand what that mission is and I want to fulfill that purpose and you have a mission and it's not aligned with mine, then the unit's going in two separate directions. Mm. Right? We're spending energy in two separate directions. So it's better for me, what I found anyway, is to find somebody who is in alignment with my values but also my purpose. And it doesn't have to be the same purpose. Like I don't expect you know, my partner to, to run women's circles or anything like that. <laughs> but I expect um, him to want to uplift and empower the divine feminine and um, the divine masculine and bring harmony and bring unity because that is that is part mm -hmm. of what I'm here to do too. Especially also like supporting what you do as well. 
I think, you know, understanding why you're doing it and, you know, like channeling that energy towards you as well. So you can carry on doing what you love and what you think your purpose is and all that. Absolutely. And it's easier when 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 you're, you're in alignment in purpose. It's easier because you find yourself naturally wanting to support because ultimately it's the same mission. Mm. The more you support me, the more we're supporting the collective mission, the, the you know, united mission that we have. It's why when I do women's circles um, and I have a lot of have a lot of close sisters who do very similar work to me but there's no competition between us because we understand this unity of when I win my sister wins and when Mm. my sister wins I win because ultimately we're we're in service and we're in service of this higher mission and this higher purpose so when we are each in service and one of us wins it's a collective win because Mm. it's a win for the for the um for humanity it's a win for the service it's a win for the purpose um, so there never needs to be any competition when you view things from that perspective because you're all in service. All the you know the things that you do. What would you say that service is? That what is it that you're trying to you know give to women or try and educate people about overall? I value giving women um, the self confidence and the self love to express themselves in the highest form that they can access right now. So, and that can come in many different forms. So with the self, um, like this, the, the women's circle work that I do, that comes through, you know, being in sisterhood and that comes through showing them what sisterhood looks like and that comes through all the different activities that we do within that circle. And then through the womb and fertility work, it's through accessing the birthplace of creation, which is your womb and allowing that space to help empower you. So a lot of it ultimately comes down to empowerment of the divine feminine. Like That's if I was beautiful. to say a word in a sentence, that would be an empowerment of the divine feminine. Should we start with the womb and fertility massage? I was like, that is beautiful. I didn't even know that was a concept. I didn't know that was a thing because I saw it on your Instagram. So what does that sort of entail and how does it work? I'll start by saying that a women fertility massage isn't just for um, women on a fertility journey. It can be for any woman who just wants to heal her womb and connect with her womb. So it's a holistic treatment. So not only do I work the physical body through massage, but I also work the energetic body because we touch different energy points and we connect you back to your body. And it's it's a it's a completely nurturing, nourishing, beautiful experience that is designed, everything, everything in the experience is designed to connect you back to your body, but ultimately back to your womb and to bring you back to those experiences in your womb because some of us may have inherited trauma through our maternal or paternal lines. Some of us may have just generational trauma. Some of us may have trauma from childhood. Some of us have trauma from our birth story. You know, like for example, if you had been taken away from your mum at birth because you had a complication, you have a particular attachment style and that can cause you trauma later on. Really? Yeah, there's lots of different things connected to it. Um, So for example, if you were taken away from your mum really early on in birth because you had complications, some of the attachment style that you might develop is avoidant. And so you actually find it really difficult to then connect with people and have a deep connection with people. That's crazy that it's that early on. Even if it's for, even if you're gone for 12 hours at birth. Oh yeah, my goodness. Everything affects you. And if you aren't like, and also your, your mum, all of our mothers, all of our mothers hold the DNA in their body. Yeah, I learned this recently. That is like the most beautiful fact I've ever heard. So like women with miscarriages as well, the DNA stays in that's beautiful. 
It's beautiful. Yeah, even if you had an abortion, the DNA was yeah. But what that means is that your mother's carrying all these different cells from all these different children, which means that you know your grandmother also carried your mother, and all. So it you can see why trauma and and how trauma can get passed down the line because it's passed down through the DNA. I see. So it, it becomes really interesting when you open up the world of trauma and the womb and how we can all be affected but yeah this is the experience is all designed to bring you back to your womb to bring you back to that space of birth and to connect you back so you know on top of the physical massage we do energy work we do things like pulsing which is like rocking the body rhythmically and it's designed specifically to remind you of the heartbeat in the womb and then we do like um, a, a ceremonial wrapping um, with Robozo, which is a Mexican shawl, and again, that's designed to bring your soul fragments back to you. It's all just a beautiful experience to connect you back to your body and uh, your womb because your womb holds so much energy. It holds all the different thoughts that you have about yourself. It holds, it stores all of that information, so your womb ends up becoming a reflection of your inner world, which is then a reflection of your outer world. I see. So your womb space is so, so, so important. And I think a lot of women haven't recognized how important healing their womb is. And that's why I think educating people is so um, important about this, especially women, because if you think about just an everyday occurrence in mm. everyone's lives, stress, right? Stress is an everyday occurrence in everyone's lives. And women in particular experience stress very, very deeply. And when the body is stressed, it releases a hormone called cortisol, and cortisol ends up inhibiting all the other hormones that women need. But aside from that, what happens when the body is stressed is it goes into fight or flight mode. When your body goes into fight or flight mode, the reason it can do that is because it's prioritizing its systems in order for you to survive. And the reproductive system is the only system that gets shut down if your body goes into fight or flight because your body thinks it doesn't need it for survival. Oh so my God. Yeah. So can you imagine every time a woman is stressed and goes into fight or flight response, which can also be a traumatic response, by the way, fight or flight is also a trauma response. So some women go into fight or flight response out of trauma, not because there's an actual threat happening. So if you imagine going into fight or flight mode, your reproductive system completely shuts down as a woman because your body recognizes it doesn't need it for survival. And so every time that's happening, you're impacting your reproductive organs. And so you need to constantly try to reawaken it and to heal it, to get it to function properly again. Which is why so many women experience menstrual issues like endometriosis, PCOS, um, fibroids, it's why so many women have infertility issues, like at least one in three women have infertility issues, like that's a crazy statistic as far as I'm concerned, but it happens because women, especially modern women nowadays, are more and more and more stressed, and in my view, and this is just my view, in my view a lot of it has to do with the fact that more women are in corporate jobs. The more women enter the workforce, the more stress we experience. And the more stress we experience, the more we're actually damaging our own bodies. So, you know, it's great to want to be a boss babe and an independent woman and all of this stuff, but actually think about what it's doing to your body. Like at what cost are you willing to do that? And if it's going to cost you your body, is that too high a price to pay? 
And that's a question for everyone to answer. But, you know, I personally would not want to stress myself out at my corporate job if it meant costing me my reproductive like costing me like fertility issues or menstrual issues like for me that's too high a price to pay for another woman it might not be and that's mm. okay it's something to think about you know but without that education how would you know to give it thought for me it feels far more aligned to go with god's design of me yeah to go against that my life is god's plan and the divine design of my life has to unfold and manifest perfectly and if i'm you know submitting and surrendering to a higher power to a higher source then i'm accepting of the design that god made. you know if god wanted me to 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 work really really hard and and to stress myself out he wouldn't make me a man <laughs> you know god wouldn't make me a man. and i'm okay with that but but god didn't so you know i'm honoring the design that i was made i think the main bit when women are in fight or flight is when they've got babies and you know they can sense danger that's where we're meant to be sort of alert and that kind of thing so you are also a trainee somatic educator for women what does that mean what's that all about okay so i've only just started this course um and it's an 11 month course um but it's about teaching women to come back to their body so it's very much about, it's very much getting in touch with the feminine energy and doing mm -hmm. like shadow feminine work and things like that. But it's also teaching you to live from the space of your body. So, you know, before making a decision, you want to check in with your body. How does it feel? Because everything lives in the body for the women. We don't need to really think from the mind space. We feel intuitively. That's how we work, right? We don't really make logical decisions. We make decisions based on feelings. So mm -hmm. it's about coming back into the body and working with the body in a healthy way and understanding a things like how to regulate your nervous system so that you're not always in fight or flight and healing those kind of traumas and wounds but it's also about connecting back to your body how can you use your body to intuitively move through life how can we connect back to the body so that's a lot of the work that we're going to be doing but obviously it involves a lot like a lot a lot of work it involves um things like shadow feminine work um you know, I think we're only month one of the course, <laughs> so, okay, okay. but it's just, it's going to be amazing and mm. I'm going to be so excited to work with women and just educate them on how to reconnect to their bodies. Because, you know, in modern day society, we've lost touch with our bodies and we've been so disconnected from our bodies because um, we're just not taught to tap in. And so it's going to be really powerful to have a movement of women just tapping into their bodies, completely operating from full essence feminine space and um, yeah, moving through life from that space because that is powerful. You know, we were designed specifically to express predominantly that feminine energy as women. So when you have a movement of women in healthy expressions of feminine energy how powerful will that be from when i met you and on here as well i can see how much you know being in your divine feminine means to you what does feminine energy mean to you and for people who don't know what does that entail so feminine energy is in essence um like an energy form that that makes up part of who we are but also part of everything in the universe so we have both divine masculine and divine feminine energies as does every living thing in the universe mm -hmm. and the two polarities come together but for me feminine energy is an energy that is then expressed outwardly as 
particular qualities or essences is how I prefer to, to, to describe it. And the essences might look like compassion, they might look like nurturing, they might look like, for a woman anyway, intuition and tapping into that intuition. It might look like love, forgiveness. All of these are essences or qualities that live within each of us. But for women, it is more um, dominant in us. That expression is our natural expression. Mm. So it's about not just recognizing or acknowledging that you have those essences or those qualities within you, but being the physical embodiment of them. So a lot of the time when I work with clients, it's how can you invite more of the feminine in and how can you embody more of her? Picture the most divine goddess Garima. What would she look like? How would she move? How would she carry herself? And when you start to ask yourself these questions, you start to feel into the flow of, yes, I'm a goddess. And I am so unconditionally loving and forgiving and nurturing and compassionate. And I want to embody all of this. So I move with grace, right? Mm. And it changes the nature completely of the conversation, but of how you operate. Because it's not enough to just say that you are this thing, but you must embody it. So it's a full body expression. And that's also where the somatic work comes in. You know, what's really interesting for me is that I really came into my feminine when I started doing women's circles. Right. Yeah, because that is an expression of sisterhood. And for me, personally, I don't believe in divine feminine work that doesn't include the concept of sisterhood very heavily. Because for me, honestly, you'll see this with your own sisters, right? But if you have a look at your friendship circle, and if you if you're in sisterhood with other women, great, because you'll be able to relate to this, but you enter into a different space. So when you're surrounded by women who are of, you know, like heart, you know, let's, let's take it back into the body. Let's reclaim it. It's no longer like-minded women. It's like-hearted women because we're always coming from the heart space. So when you're around like-hearted women, how can you, how do you express yourself and how do they express themselves? How do you sit together? Because in sisterhood, you'll find that you want to hold space. You want to nurture. You want to show up differently to when you are in you know, union or um, communication or connection with men. Your expressions change. In sisterhood, you are taught so many things about yourself, but about other women too, especially if those other women are operating from the space of feminine energy. So I the see. More woman, the more a woman in your sister circle operates from feminine energy, the more you see that, are inspired by it, and want to emulate it. Mm. It's so graceful, it's so beautiful, it's so inspiring. And so when you're around other women who are in feminine energy, it makes you want to be more feminine. But it also teaches you things about the feminine and things about yourself. So your first experience of sister circles might lead to jealousy, might lead to competition. Now all those are emotions and they're fine, you know, jealousy is an emotion, it's, it's normal for you to feel jealousy, but competition is a masculine trait competition with my sister I'm operating from divine masculine I'm not operating from divine feminine so how can I because divine feminine is supportive divine feminine takes what you give her and multiplies it yeah that's the, the most beautiful thing about femininity 
right? And that is our that is our power. So why would I want to take what my sister gives me and destroy it? And mm. for me, competition doesn't make sense anyway because it operates from a lack mindset, and I, I don't understand lack mindset because it, it just it blows it does it just doesn't make sense. Even from a logical perspective, it doesn't make sense because if the universe is infinite and I'm an infinite soul in a you know in in finite form then why would I have lack mindset? The universe is, is, in, is infinite. So my abundance is infinite. My universe doesn't come, my, my abundance or my sources of abundance don't come from particular people. Mm. They come from God's source of the universe and God's source of the universe is infinite. So my possibilities, my abundance, everything is infinite. Everything is limitless. Mm. So I just don't understand competition generally, but um, it's, a masculine, it's a masculine trait. It's not a feminine trait. Power of the mind. Power of the heart, you know, come back to the heart space because as women, that's where we operate from. Come back to the heart, and the heart is your union, the the gateway to mm. the divine. your heart is gateway to, to to divine union, to coming back home to yourself. Yeah, you want that. I think there's a big misconception about feminine energy and femininity that it's like a weak thing, but I think that is the most incorrect misconception that there is. I think a wounded feminine who needs to heal, yes, that can be weak because, you know, I think you're really big on setting boundaries as well to protect your femininity. But what would you say the biggest misconceptions of feminine energy are? Um, it's interesting because I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, I agree that some people see femininity as a weakness, but actually I think those people are, are the ones that are threatened by feminine energy and the power of femininity. But I think one of the, it's not necessarily a misconception, but it's, um, I think a lot of people feel a particular type of way about this but uh, the feminine energy is manipulative right it's her ability to manipulate that makes her actually a good healer right because when you heal and when you step into healing work what you're doing is alchemizing you're manipulating energy but you're doing it with good intention and you're doing it with the purpose of alchemy the purpose of transforming but it's her ability to manipulate energy that allows her to do that and so when people say manipulative, I think a lot of women take it to heart and like, oh my God, but I'm not manipulative. But I, instead of seeing it as something that is good, I'm not saying be malicious. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating maliciousness or anything like that. But it's our ability to manipulate energy that allows us to actually alchemize, transform and be the healers, witches and, and um, you know, the magicians that we are. I see. I just think the feminine energy is so beautiful, just generally, and I'm so, I'm so honoured to be able to to be here. But it's it's difficult, you know. I'm not going to pretend that transitioning because it's not like I was always in my feminine energy. I haven't always been in feminine energy, and I think for women like me, for women who have had upbringings like me, it's it's been really difficult. So I I did. I did law at university. I've been a qualified lawyer for 10 years as well. So, and I grew up in like a single parent home for most of my life. So, you know, watching my mum have to be that independent woman because she legit had no choice. And then knowing that I couldn't rely on my dad, knowing that I couldn't rely on any sort of like male relatives um, meant that I emulated my mother. So I saw this version of an independent woman and I was like, well, this is the way I have to be because there is no other way. And so I just emulated that because that was my role model. And 
I think for a lot of women, it's really difficult to step into feminine energy because external circumstances aren't supportive of that. The system isn't designed to support you to be in your feminine energy. You know, and, and you know, with societal conditioning and programming and so much else going on, and then your own personal environment and circumstances, you know, it's very difficult for you to sometimes operate from feminine energy. And so I had to make that transition from predominantly masculine energy to predominantly feminine energy. Mm-hmm. But a lot of my healing work helped with that. And so, you know, it's, it, it's an acknowledgement to say and a testament to those women who can operate from the feminine space because it's actually in modern times quite difficult sometimes. Mm. I think I was looking at your Instagram and you were saying, you know, on your way to you know the divine feminine like you said it is it is difficult you lose some friends on the way what was that like um it's not easy it's not easy letting people go that have been in your life it's not easy um seeing them walk out of your space um but ultimately it's something that comes with the journey i think and it's something that is a lesson in itself because it teaches you to let go with grace and to still give people love, even if they can't understand or support or be on the same journey as you. Not everybody is meant to be, you know, it's it's a beautiful lesson in what I like to call non-attachment, you know, and as I said, you know, it's not just your emotions that are transient, everything in this world is transient. And so it's a beautiful lesson of actually the only person that I truly, truly have is me, Mm. me and God or me and source. And that union is never going anywhere. And the union that I have with myself is never going anywhere. So let me nurture this because this is the most important connection and the connection to the divine, to Mother Earth, to Source, however you identify, is another important connection. So let me nurture those connections because those connections are permanent. Mm. But all the other connections, if you want to stay, stay. If you want to leave, leave. Like it's got to the point where I'm accepting of just whatever is because I know that I'm being true to myself. And if I can be true to myself and I can stay in alignment with that truth, then people who align with my truth and align with me will stay too. And if they don't want to, that's okay. You know, they'll align with somebody else and I wish them well in finding whoever they align with. Yeah, it's not easy at first, but you learn to see it from a different perspective that gives you peace and then Mm -hmm. allows you to move through it with grace and with, with love. That's nice that you don't see it as like, you know, a, a negative thing. It's just that you're not, your values aren't aligning, kind of like what we were saying at the start. Because mm. then that's going to hold anger in your heart or in their heart. Like, it's nice to just, like you said, forgive and let go and, you know, wish them the best in a genuine manner. Yeah. One of my, um, one of my closest sister friends um, once said to me, if you can't do things from a space of love, just don't do them because then you'll end up doing it from a place of resentment because you felt That's like so you true. rather than you felt like you wanted to so i i now kind of operate from that space and you know if i want to check in on a friend i do it when i have the capacity to do it i do it when i know i can be 100 percent intentional and i do it because i want to check in not because i'm bored and i'm just filling some time that for me isn't the right space right from heart space so you know, when I feel called to do something, that's when I'll do it. It's because I actually really want to. And that makes your connection with somebody so much more meaningful, so much more purposeful, because you know that you're intentional about it. Mm. And they'll feel that from you. 
it's not just you know I was bored for five minutes and I just wanted to fill some time that that for me doesn't feel good energetically that shows how genuine you are <laughs> thank you some people take that the wrong way some people are like oh well you never get in touch with me and I'm just like well you know but do you know what do you know what it is though as well you know do you remember lucinda who was at the event as well i had her on my podcast i think last week i think it's coming out um this coming week and she was talking about you know the hypnotherapy work she's doing and at one point she was like it's all about filling your own cup before you fill other people's cups because i was asking i was like you do so much work with you know healing people and helping people through traumas and things how do you look after your mental health first and that's what she said she was like you know i fill my own cup first before helping them so that i'm able to bring my full self to the table not like a part of me not you know some bit i don't want any distractions i just want to be there with that person so i wanted to ask you the same thing you're working with so many women who potentially have been through a lot of traumas you're healing them you're helping them you know come into their own or reconnect with themselves like later today you've got another event going on where you're helping other women so how do you make sure you fill up your cup first before theirs so you can go in there full-heartedly like you said yeah so I take time out for me and um, in whatever way that looks like sometimes it might look like dance sometimes it might look like meditation sometimes it might look like journaling sometimes it just looks like staring out the window with a cup of tea at nature because I've got a beautiful um I've got a beautiful like setting it's always just about taking time out for me and, and then coming back to the body, recognizing where, where am I at? Like, how am I feeling in this moment? If I had to sum it up in a word, what would that be? How am I feeling? Checking in with my body. Okay, I'm feeling, let's just say I'm feeling anxious. If I'm feeling anxious, what can I do to support that anxiety? And it's just about checking in with myself at every opportunity. Like, how am I feeling? Okay, I'm excited. What am I excited about? How can I support that excitement? And and in especially before circles and before clients, and, and I do this all the time, is I sit in prayer. I actually sit in prayer. I don't, you know, I, I speak to God and I say, right, um, this is my intention. This is what I would like to happen. This is how I want to help this person. Um, let me connect with you, keep me connected to you. And then I have an important part of the prayer where I make sure that I say, you know, I don't want them to take on any of my energy and I don't want to take on any of their energy. As well as all the cleansing stuff that I do normally, I would always set an intention to keep our energy separate because that's really important as well. You know, it's really important that we recognize that we are two different entities in this moment and I and you know even though we might be connected i don't want to take on your trauma or your energy and i don't want you to take on mine because we've got our own journeys and we need to honor our own journeys but a lot of it is um just taking time out for self mm -hmm. and remembering to connect to me and to the divine and just setting intentions because in circle in particular when we enter circle um as facilitators we are just like all the other women that attend you know there is no hierarchy in circle at all that's why you sit in circle because there's no one above you no oh one that's beautiful behind you yeah we're all the same right we're all equal in circle but as facilitators what you do is well this is what i do anyway and i know that you know some of my sisters sister friends who, who do circles with me do this as well but before circle in particular because you're working with such a large group of women you will put yourself in the highest vibration possible so in order to do that you have to do what gives you joy what fills mm. you up right so you'll put yourself in the highest vibrational possible and then you enter circle from that space and then all you do in circle apart from guide obviously is you wait for each woman to meet you where you're at 
Right. For me, this is how I, I facilitate circles because I found that it's the most powerful way to do it. You don't ask women to come and be high vibe. You ask women to come as they are. And then in the space of the circle, throughout the duration, they meet you where you're at. The invitation is always to meet you where you're at. And so if I can enter circle and space, sacred space with other women from a place of love and compassion and grace and nurturing and nourishing and open-mindedness, I've already set the bar. And all I'm asking you to do is meet me there. You just watch, throughout the circle, you just watch as each woman then meets you there and then you say, great, Chantelle's met me here, Tiffany's met me here, whoever's met me here. And it's beautiful to watch. And then that's the transformation because then when they leave the circle, their high vibe and they almost don't know how they got there and they think it's all of the events that you did and it is it's all of the activities that you did but it's also because the facilitator stepped in from a place of heart from a place of intention from a place of purity from a place of integrity and it's always an invitation you invite the woman to meet you there how do you like see that how do you know she's met you you feel her really because i thought for some reason it would be like a hand movement or something your eyes are all closed and you can feel it you feel her i mean you you observe her during the circle but you feel her because in the same way that if you enter relationship with a divine masculine man a, a dominant gentleman if you enter relationship with a divine masculine man who is in healthy masculine and you are operating from a space of same masculine energy and he's like no this is not how we do it. And he asserts himself as a, as a divine masculine. You will soften. Immediately you will soften. And you will step into your feminine space. It's like that. It's just like watching that. So they soften into their feminine energy. And you just observe it in them. And it's so magical. Like the transformation and the power of women's circles is so magical. For you to sit in a group of women and just nurture and support and be together in sisterhood is so powerful so so powerful i love I women so much is your favorite thing you do you said sorry yeah it's one of my favorite things it's one of my favorite things just because i understand the power of it i've witnessed the power of it i've experienced the power of it you know and people think that just because i facilitate them that that's all i do but i actually heal from them as well every time i step into circle with other women i'm healing my own sisterhood wounds I'm healing my own jealousy. I'm healing my own traumas with other sisters, the ones that have hurt me in the past, the ones that have competed with me in the past. When I sit in circle with other women who are opening their hearts to me, I heal. So in that space, I'm healing along with all the other women, especially when I do circles with my sister friend who I collaborate with a lot. Me being able to collaborate with another sister who does this similar work to me is a demonstration of sisterhood. I'm saying to the other women, look at the power of sisterhood and collaboration. Look how magical it is. Look at what we can do together. And that you, you become the living embodiment when you work with other women, you become the living embodiment of what sisterhood looks like. And I really want to be one of those women that inspires women into sisterhood. I want to be the reason they believe in sisterhood again. I, I ultimately want that. I want that for all the women because it's just so magical to have beautiful women that you connect with. And, and you know, when I collaborate on circles, especially with, with my sister friend, there's an unspoken, we don't speak to each other verbally. In circle, we speak to each other energetically. That's how much we're on the same frequency. I just look at her and she knows what I want to say. And she looks at me and I know what she needs. 
and I'm honestly, and I remember this moment, there was a moment, if I can share it now, there's a moment in our, on our retreat that we did last, we did two retreats last year, but there was a moment in our spring equinox retreat that we did in March last year, and me and her were facilitating a circle together as part of our retreat, and she just finished her beautiful shamanic work, and she was, um, her heart was racing, racing so, so hard, and she said, I need a moment, my heart's racing. She was saying it in front of the whole group, you know, I need a moment, my heart's racing. And everybody just looked, and then everybody looked at me. Because people, we were co-facilitating, so people expected me to just pick up and continue to lead the circle. Because my sister was taking a moment. And I just sat there. And I looked, and I looked at her, and I knew what she needed. And so I just sat there, and I sent her energy, and I sent her good vibes, and I just waited. And I made everybody else wait with me until she had rebalanced herself and oh fully crying <laughs> she had to be she was rebalancing herself and she then continued to lead and i remember afterwards she said to me thank you and i said to her of course that's what i was going to do of course i was going to wait for you to put your crown back on your head i was never going to pick that crown up and put it on my head to lead oh. and i was never going to pick it up and put it on your head i was going to wait for you to do it because I know you can. But if I was to, if I had led while she was taking a moment, the energetic communication would have been my sister needs fixing and she needs help and I'm gonna fix her because she needs help. She didn't ask for the help, but I'm gonna fix her anyway. And I don't believe in that. I don't believe that it's and it's it's a it's a thing in circles. Like when we do sharing in the circles, each woman shares to express and then to receive. You never share to fix. So it's never a conversation. It's never, you know, Cassandra said this, and then Garima said this, and now they're having a conversation. That's not the way sharing works in circle. I share because I have wisdom within me, and somebody needs to hear this wisdom, and I need to express this wisdom. So here's me in full expression, and here's everybody else receiving. But if I communicate and you are trying to fix me, there's an element of judgment there. We don't do that in circle. Right. When my sister was going through that experience, I just sat there so confidently like, I'm gonna wait because I know she has the power within her to do this. I know she has the power in her to balance herself out, to make, to, to, to regulate her nervous system. I know she has that within her. So I'm gonna wait for her to do it. And I'm gonna make you all watch and wait with me. Because this is a powerful moment. And I remember after the retreat, so many of the women commented on how powerful that moment was to just watch. And I was like, imagine what it was like to be in it. Mm. To just watch it and how sisters support each other is incredible. Like true sisterhood. That is true sisterhood for me. And you cannot heal feminine energy without having an experience of true sisterhood. Because, because feminine, the feminine energy is that beautiful, nurturing, compassionate, and, and it promotes sisterhood, like true feminine energy promotes sisterhood. So before you even think about how can I use my feminine energy to enter into relationship with a divine masculine man, your first thought should be, how can I use my feminine energy to enter into relationship with true sisters? From that foundation, you're unstoppable. From that foundation, you're going to attract your divine masculine. That's beautiful. Did you, see, you didn't say anything? You were just looking? Say a word. I just sat there. In my mind, I was giving her energy and I was intending 
And I was like saying to her in my mind, you can do this, I know you can do this, you can do this, I know you can do this. That's all I did, and I just sat there. Did you, did you not even, you didn't look at her? You just looked straight I forward? I looked at her once. I right. looked at her once to, to check in to see what she was doing. But because she had her hand on her heart, I knew she was regulating. I knew she was trying to, you know, bring herself back to equanimity, bring herself back to balance. She was regulating her nervous system. And I know she has the power to do that because she is a magnificent, you know, divine feminine woman. So I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you express that. And I did. And I just sat there. Everybody was just looking at us and I was just like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lead. I'm, I, I'm not going to say anything. And it's not like I didn't know what to do next. I knew what our program was, but I, <laughs> I just refused. I just refused because this was her moment. People beautiful. But I needed people to see two things. I needed people to see that you can take a moment to regulate your nervous system in front of other women, even if you're leading something. You can take that moment absolutely for yourself. And two, I wanted to communicate what sisterhood looks like, true sisterhood. Because how difficult is that? Your natural instinct is going to want to be, oh, shit, people are looking at me. So yeah. Say something, can do something. But like why, awkward silence and all that. But why would I do that to my sister? Oh. You Lord. know, like, that kind of love is it shouldn't be betrayed. So I, I wasn't going to... You're going to me cry again. <laughs> The Pisces moon, the Pisces moon. Yeah, I wasn't going to put myself above her. No. No, no, no. I, I know she has the power to do this. And if the situation was reversed, I guarantee you she would have done the same for me. That is beautiful. What, were, the, what were some of the clients saying? Like, what were some of their comments at the end? I just how powerful it was to watch. And all they were doing was just observing this silent, this silent energetic exchange between me and, and, and my sister. That, that's all they were experiencing, this silent energetic exchange between me and her. Like, how many minutes was that going on for? At least a couple. Wow. You just sit there because my, sis my sister needs some time and I'm going to honour that for her. That's beautiful that you didn't, like, you know, you, you put her first. Well, it, it's a communication. I'm commu By putting her first, I'm communicating something. If I had led the rest of the conversation, you know, I would have been communicating that her taking the time out to regulate her nervous system isn't important. No, it's important. It's very important. It's very important that she show you how powerful she is in this moment. Do you know how much power that takes to just sit there? Yeah, I'm trying to think what I would do in that situation. Obviously, my sisters, of course, they come first, always. Like, I, I'll do anything for them. But in that moment, I feel like the awkward silence or whatever would have overtaken that. But it shouldn't be the case. It, it's the power of holding space. And that's what you're doing. As a powerful sister, you hold space for your sisters. Mm. And holding space is literally one of the most powerful things that you can do for your sister. So in that moment, I was holding space for her. I was holding space for her to be able to do what she needed to do. But equally, I was holding space for the other women to observe because they oh all God. felt something powerful. They all learned something. They were all inspired by that energetic connection and exchange. So holding space in that moment, because that's what I'm doing when I'm sitting there sending you energy, when I'm sitting there cheering you on in my head, I'm holding space for you. And to hold space is a powerful thing as a facilitator generally, but you know, in friendships, it's a powerful thing to do. And you hold space because you're communicating, I don't need to fix you. You're perfect as you are. You've got this. I'm not taking your power away by trying to fix you. You have the power to do this yourself. I will just guide you. And in this moment, the guidance is to hold space. Oh my gosh. The that itself is just must have felt so fulfilling and on top of that all of the work that you do that must be so rewarding 
how do you feel after like when women come up to you and say you know you've helped change my life you've helped me reconnect with my body you've helped me whatever it is how does that make you feel it must be like the most incredible feeling it's my why it's why what I do um it's my why so I'm not going to pretend that I don't get excited when I get messages like that but they also don't excite me because I'm like but this is what I'm this is my servitude I am here in service so this is what I'm supposed to be doing so you know of course it did that for you like why why should it excite me in some ways because it's like of course because this is what I'm here to do for you or to help guide you into so, but you know, they do excite me sometimes. And I, and honestly speaking, I've had moments where I've thought like, oh, I'm gonna pack it in. I, you know, I don't mm. feel confident. I don't feel like I'm good enough. I'm gonna pack it in. I'm gonna pack all this in. And I promise you, Garima, every time I have had that thought and I've said it out loud, God has sent me a message from a client that says, oh my God, like change my life. Like every time I've said it out loud and been like, no, 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 I'm packing it in. I'm not good enough for this work. God sends me a client who sends me a message that says, you're absolutely incredible. And I'm just like, okay, God, I get it. I'll go back to doing the oh. work. <laughs> so, you know, they do excite me, but at the same time, I just think it's it's what I'm here to do. So yeah. I... We were talking about sisterhood. What does sisterhood mean to you? Why is oh. it so important to you? Because for me, I love women so much. I love girls. They just absolutely love girls. What does it mean to you? Sisterhood for me is a combination of things. So it's about loving, supporting and uplifting each other. But it's about a deeper love that allows me to hold you accountable. And to, I don't like using these words, but to keep you in check. So tough love. Yeah, I love tough love. Do not do not call it that. No, I don't, I don't call it that. I call it, how can I bring you back into, it's a bit of a long one, but I, but I say to them, how can I bring you back into alignment of your highest expression? Because right, right now, we're not operating from that space. And I can feel and see you're not operating from the highest expression of you that I know of you. Mm. So how can I bring you back into alignment? Um, and so I do that by asking questions because I don't like to tell people, especially because for me, that's not the way to be a good facilitator or to be a good sister or to be a good friend. Right. You, don't people, you ask people questions that help them guide themselves back into alignment. Rather than a lecture. Got you. It, it, it comes back to this principle of I'm not going to pick up your crown and put it on your head. I'm going to show you where the crown is and I'm going to support you to pick it up to put it on your own head. Because if I pick it up for you and put it on your head, I've taken away your power. So let me guide you to where it is and let me guide you to where your head is and then you can put it on for yourself. Because if I just tell you everything, where's your discernment? Where's your intuition? Where's your own um, free will even? Mm. But where's your own power coming into play? So I want to be able to guide you through questions because the power is always within you. I really respect that, honestly. I always make sure to keep girls around me who, like you said, I'm not going to use tough love now. I think that's what you said is beautiful. But to kind of, you know, help guide me. I really, res- I never take any anything that anybody says to me personally, ever. I'm always thinking, why are they saying that? I question quite a few things. Are they saying that because, and also, I think also when it comes from your sisters and your friends and people that you know, love and care about you, you know, it's coming from a good place. They're not saying this because they don't like me. They're not saying it for the sake of it. There's a reason behind it. Maybe they want me to, they know that this is, you know, I can do better than this. Or they know that, you know, whatever it is. So I really value that in friendships as well. I think you do as well. Yeah, me too. It's, you know, she's on my team. 
Yeah, exactly. She can see something in me that I can't see right now, so she's helping me bring it out. That's, I think, what powerful sisterhood is. 100%. Being that um, reflection of them and being able to reflect and mirror to them what they don't necessarily see within them. That's why a lot of times when people compliment me, I say, you know, what you see in me is a reflection of what's in within you because it's I'm, I'm just mirroring you back to you in that moment. And that helps me not take things personally too, because if I take all the good comments personally, then I'll take all the negative ones personally too. So it's a nice way of being like, actually, I'm just being your reflection right now. What you want to see in me is something that's already in you. And also, like you said, even with the whole, you know, the work that you do and how that is your purpose, when you are fully connected to who you are and you're whole by yourself, no matter what kind of comments people tell you, nothing's going to affect you badly or too well if that makes sense like you're just like you take it on like it's just like someone saying the sky is blue today you just see it as you know something that they've said yeah absolutely this is something I say to my clients all the time when you're so rooted in who you are and you know who you are like completely and you're so grounded and rooted in that it doesn't matter what anyone says about you it doesn't matter what anyone thinks about you because you already know who you are exactly and nothing can shake that which is why it's so important to know who you are, but then root that, ground that in your whole being. Like, this is me, this is how I move, this is how I operate, and I'm okay with the consequences that flow from that, right? Um, and that's why I, like, at the beginning, we, we were saying that sometimes you do have to just let people go. Like, it hurts, but, you know, that's life, in a way. It's a beautiful part of learning the transient nature of things. Do you have any, maybe, final words about, you know, the sort of message that you're bringing out, or anything that you want to let people know? about femininity, about connecting to your divine, about spirituality, and what it sort of means to you? It's mm, such a tough one. Um, I think what I want to communicate is just to stay connected, whether it's to yourself, to your body, to the divine, just stay connected to who you are, because the minute you are connected and you are rooted in your heart space, especially as a woman, it, that's the moment that you can really move through life more fulfilled and more complete. That's the space from which you're operating from and it's just so important for you to always be connected in, in whatever way, but ultimately to yourself through all the different mediums. But yeah, just stay connected. Because I think that's, that's the most important thing. That's that beautiful. I really wanted to quickly ask you as well, when it comes to, you know, connecting with yourself and self-love and self-care and all that stuff, you mentioned things like, you know, you like to to sit by your window with a cup of tea watching nature you like to meditate you like to pray what would you say to women or anybody who wants to connect with their true natural self and feel as fulfilled as they can what would you say is the first step to getting there the first step i think is ultimately self-exploration and reflection because you don't know what you don't know and it's really important for women to recognize what space they're coming from first you know like if I want to connect with other sisters, what's my intention? Am I doing it from a wounded space because I just want to compete and show them that I'm better than them? Or am I doing it from a space of open-heartedness because I genuinely want connections that will help me bring out my feminine energy and I want to experience the power of sisterhood? And you can only do that from a space of self-reflection, self-exploration. So really check in with self, find out where you're at and find out where you want to be, where you want to go and then figure out the steps in between. And if that is working with somebody who will help you guide, guide you along the way, then let it be that and, and do that with open heart and open mind. If it's going to events where there are like-hearted people, do that. 
if it's just you know taking yourself out to nature every day or committing to a meditation schedule then do that um i i don't even really meditate every day um well not traditionally anyway but i make sure that i have what i call a daily joy activation list so i have a list of things that give me joy so it could be prayer, it could be dance, it could be journaling, it could be pulling one of my cards from my oracle decks or my tarot decks. So these things give me joy. So I have a list of daily joy activations, but I don't have to do them every day if I don't want to, because they're not a schedule, they're not a must do. There are, here's a reminder of the things that you can tap into that give you joy and do some of them on the list to bring yourself back to joy. Because if they were a to-do list, I'd probably criticize myself for not doing some of them. Um, and there's a lot of them. So <laughs> I don't work to a rigid schedule. Even if I have a to-do list, I'm a woman in feminine flow. It doesn't go A, B, C, D, E. It mm. goes whatever I feel like first and then whatever I feel like next because I'm tapping into where I'm being guided. And if I forfeit, it doesn't flow. So I just, mm. I just have, to, I have to, you know, stay true to who I am. So coming back to that connection of who you are. So I, I'd say self-exploration and self-reflection is a great place to start. Explore where you are at and where you want to be and how you can get there. That's beautiful. I really like that list. I'm going to make that list as well because I've got a new thing called, um, well, during exam season, I'd have a thing called a TT. So it was tonight's treat. So after a full day of studying or whatever, it's something that's, you know, fulfilling for myself, just something to look forward to, whether that's a little book, whether that is meditation, whether that's making like a nice meal, whatever it is. So something like that. But I'm going to make that list. That's really nice. Because any times I'm feeling a little bit down, I can just look on that list and be like, let me pick one. That's really nice. I love that. I love, love, love that. And I, I have like loads of lists because I'm, I'm Gemini. We, we love lists. Um, yeah. I have like what I call purpose priorities. And that's my to-do list. So my to-do list is called purpose priorities because I don't want to call it a to-do list. This is my purpose. And these are priorities for how I'm going to fulfill my purpose. And if I call it a to-do list, it just feels... I don't know, like, like joyless. Oh my <laughs> so God, the I, power of words is insane. Words are energy. Words are energy. So you want to make sure that you're putting the correct energy into the things that you're doing. And if I, and, and just honestly, like you, for me, the power of words goes so deep. And I have so many of these conversations with my sisters, but for me, the smallest thing, like the difference between thanks and thank you, for me, there's an energetic difference between when I say thanks and when I say thank you. And I feel like when I'm saying thank you, I'm elongating the expression of gratitude that I have for you because I am genuinely that grateful. And I want to show you how grateful I am by being more present with you. So the words are thank you. Thanks just feels like the that is crazy you've said that because I I always say this I'm like, I I never ever ever say thanks I I say thank you because it feels more meaningful and it's the same with um I love you I love you and love you are so different so different right so there's energetic difference between the way we express words yeah. and the words that we use and so if that's the case then why am I not expanding that knowledge into every area of my life? So instead of me having a to-do list that feels very masculine and very like not me, why don't I have my purpose priorities? It's still the same purpose thing. Purpose priorities is beautiful. I'm going to use that from now on. 
but I'm relating everything back to my purpose because my purpose is what is ultimately the most important thing to me. And that's so, what's going to help your mental health as well. Absolutely. Because you're going to feel fulfilled. Right. Some of us have to-do lists and we just have things on them that don't really mean anything to us. But it's like if I have something on my purpose priority list, I'm reminding myself that this is something that helps me fulfill my purpose and moves me closer to my purpose. So that's why I'm doing it. I'm not just doing it because it's something on my list to do, like doing the laundry. No, this thing is important to me living out my purpose. And so I'm going to give it the importance that it deserves. It's purpose priorities and daily joy activations. Because I'm activating joy within Mm. me every day. Like even just the list makes me feel good. I just look at it every morning because it goes off as an alarm every day. It goes off and it's just like, oh, daily joy activations. Great, thanks. (laughs) Oh, do you mind if I use that as well? That is beautiful. Use it, use it. Thank you. I don't don't own it. Thank you so much for coming onto my podcast. It's it's meant so much. I'm so glad to have met you as well. Thank you so much. Honestly. It's an absolute pleasure to connect with you in this way. And I am so, so supportive of your journey and of your love of sisterhood and just women in general. I'm so supportive of you too, always. Thank you. Thank you so much. Honestly, it's been a pleasure. I want to link, you know, everything. I want to link your website because on there people can buy crystals. You've got herbs on there. You've got, you know, the next events and things that anyone wants to attend. Um, I'll link your Instagram as well if anyone wants to connect with you and ask you any questions. I'm sure you're, you know, more than happy to help. You love women. Yeah, I'm backing you all the way. What you're doing is absolutely beautiful. You can see you're doing it with good intention. You can see how much it means to you. And, you know, that's all that anybody could ever ask from anybody. So, yeah, thank you. Operating from a space of integrity always. If it doesn't feel integral, I'm not doing it. That is yeah. beautiful, thank honestly. You. You're a beautiful soul. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye.